Brexit is set to happen on the 29th of March 2019, but there are frantic attempts to keep some sort of deal in place between the EU and Britain. Scared by the unknowns of a world outside of the EU, some of the British leadership are doing all they can to keep as attached as possible to Europe. But the scriptures of truth have outlined the destiny of Britain in the latter days, and it is not part of the political or close economic union that the EU demands. The separation cannot be stopped. Hello, this is Matt Davies joining you for another Bible in the News. In the prophecy of Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39 that God compelled his prophet Ezekiel to pen almost 2,600 years ago, we read of the state of the world of our day. The prophecy has to do with the time when the Jews have returned to their land after a period of dispersion. We see this in verses 8 and 12, and this clearly depicts to us the time period of 1948 and afterwards, after the state of Israel has been declared, and the Jews have consistently been regathering back to their land in huge numbers. At this time period, we read of two power blocks of nations being listed. One block is antagonistic to Israel, in verses 1 through 6, and one block is seemingly sympathetic to Israel, in verse 13. The prophecy speaks of a great invasion of Israel before God finally acts, and when harmonised with other prophecies, it can be seen that this great crisis heralds the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to the earth. In the antagonistic block of nations, we have listed the names of the ancient peoples of Europe, along with North African and Far Eastern peoples. Of particular note is the nation called Goma, and one called Magog. The ancient historian Josephus, who lived about 600 years after Ezekiel, placed Goma and the Gomerites in the area of western Galatia. He wrote, quote, For Goma founded those whom the Greeks now call Galatians, but were then called Gomerites. End quote. It is interesting to note that in the Greek the name Galatia refers to the area of Gaul. Diodorus Cilicius, another ancient historian, records how this came about when speaking about an ancient leader called Galates. Quote, Becoming renowned for his own bravery, he, Galates, called his subjects Galatia, or Gauls after himself, and these in turn gave their name to all of Galatia or Gaul. End quote. We know from history that Gaul was a region of Western Europe during the Iron Age and before. It encompassed present-day France, Luxembourg, Belgium, most of Switzerland, northern Italy, as well as the parts of the Netherlands and Germany on the west bank of the Rhine. This area clearly relates then to the peoples of Western Europe. The other nation to note is that of Magog, mentioned in Ezekiel 38 verses 2 and 39 verse 6. Again, the Jewish historian Josephus writes the following about this nation, quote, Magog founded those that from him 
were named Magogites, but who are, by the Greeks, called Scythians, end quote. But where was Scythia? The ancient Greek historian Herodotus lists eight rivers which went through Scythia. All of these rivers are in Eastern Europe. They stretch from the river Ishtar, which is the modern-day river Danube, which originates in Germany, to the river Tanis, which is the modern-day river Don in Russia. Magog, then, is the territory covering modern-day Germany, Austria, Slovakia, Hungary, Hungary, Croatia, Serbia, Romania, Bulgaria, Moldova, Ukraine, and other parts of Western Russia. This is a description of Western Europe. Combining, then, the mention of the peoples of Goma and Magog, we pretty much have the whole of the peoples of the EU. Now, the sympathetic nations mentioned in Ezekiel 38 are termed Tarshish, Sheba and Dedan. Sheba and Dedan are ancient names for the peoples living in the Arab Gulf. The identification of Britain and the biblical nation of Tarshish has been made on the Bible in the news many times in recent years. As a short recap, consider the following which connects Britain with Tarshish. First of all, we read in Genesis 10 verses 4 to 5 that it's a people who are descended from Japheth and emigrated across Western Europe um, and is most likely to be an island or coastal power. Number two, it was well known as a maritime power. We can see that from passages such as 2 Chronicles 9.21, Psalm 48.7, Isaiah 2.16, 23.1, 60 verse 9, and Ezekiel 27 verse 25. Three, in ancient times, especially around the, the Bronze Age era of 900 to 600 BC, it traded in global markets and particularly traded in the East, 2 Chronicles 9 verse 20 to 21. Four, it is located to the far west of Israel, Jonah 1 verse 3. 5. At the time of Ezekiel, 600 BC, it was a source of silver, iron, tin and lead and it traded with the ancient Phoenicians of Tyre, Ezekiel 27 verse 12. 6. After the Phoenician city of Tyre was destroyed, around 300 BC, Tarshish was to replace Tyre as the world's trading power. It was to take over from ancient Tyre, Isaiah 23, verse 6. And the final point, 7, it is a colonial power having political offspring. We read that in Ezekiel 38, verse 13. These are the Tarshish clues. And the only modern power that fits these characteristics is the British power. Now, based on the above conclusions, we can therefore see why it is that Brexit has occurred. As the European Union pulls its sovereignty and pushes for ever closer union, God has determined another destiny for Britain. A separation has to occur. We are witnessing the detachment of the Tarshish power from the powers of Goma and Mago. In Ezekiel 38, it would appear that the merchants of Tarshish are trading with Sheba and Dedan when the antagonistic nations attack Israel. This would lead us to conclude that the Tarshish power's main economic ties are not with the European countries, 
but with the Gulf. We can therefore expect a more focused effort by Britain into this region, therefore, in the post-Brexit world. We can also expect a dramatic unshackling from the EU to enable this, as we have begun to see. The government of the UK have recently put together a blueprint for negotiating a deal for Brexit with the EU. Prime Minister May had sought to get her cabinet behind this plan at her country residence called Chequers. At this place, she held a marathon 12-hour cabinet meeting back in July. Shortly after this, the Brexit secretary, David Davis, and the famous Boris Johnson actually resigned due to it being too aligned to the EU and compromising the UK's sovereignty. Prime Minister May then took this Chequers deal to the EU leaders at an informal EU meeting in Salzburg, Austria. It was rejected. On the 21st of September, Mrs May made a statement stating the EU must treat the UK with more respect in Brexit negotiations. The BBC reported that, quote, Theresa May has warned that the Brexit negotiations are at an impasse and there will be no progress until the EU treats her proposals seriously. She has accused EU leaders of showing the UK a lack of respect after they rebuffed her Chequers plan at the Salzburg summit without, she said, any alternative or explanation, end quote. Now, there are likely to be two more formal EU summits in the remainder of the year, one in October and one in November, where it is thought a deal could be brokered. The Conservative Party is having a conference this weekend, where this will be a huge topic of debate. The Guardian ran an article on the 29th of September entitled May Under Microscope as EU Searches for Signs of Brexit Cooperation. But... Even if a final deal is confirmed, it then needs to be drafted and put to the European Council. If it passes that, it would then need to have approval from 20 countries before it can be ratified. In the UK, the UK Parliament also needs to confirm that they would be happy with any deal. The complexity of this makes it seem unlikely that a deal will be able to be made. If this is the case, then in January 2019, huge political upheavals could take place, with MPs debating what then to do. They could proceed with leaving the EU without a deal, or seek to delay things further until one is reached. Already, movements are afoot, though, for a clean break. On the 11th of September, the BBC has reported, quote, A group of Tory MPs has endorsed a plan for a clean break from the European Union, with the UK defaulting to World Trade Organisation rules when it leaves the EU. The proposals are contained in a report by the pressure group Economists for Free Trade. Wouldn't it be interesting, in the light of Bible prophecy, if this gained more popular and widespread support in the coming months? Now, in these things, we remember the words of the Bible. The Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. Daniel 4, verse 17. God has set out a purpose for Tarshish. It is not attached to the European powers. 
in the great war of Ezekiel 38, which sees Christ return to defend Israel and establish God's kingdom on the earth. It is at that point in the latter days that we read in Isaiah 2 verse 3, For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Psalm 72 is a prophetic psalm about the kingdom of God when Jesus Christ will be ruling on the earth. In verse 10 we read, The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. This is the destiny of Tarshish, to become subject to Jesus Christ in the time of the kingdom. In Isaiah 60, a prophecy about Israel, again in the future, we read how that the Tarshish nations bring a gift to Christ, the Holy One of Israel. Isaiah 60 verse 9, Surely the isles shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish first, to bring thy sons from far, their silver and their gold with them, unto the name of the Lord thy God, and to the Holy One of Israel, because he hath glorified thee. Tarshish will be humbled, and it will bring its wealth to Christ in that day. It will help to bring the sons of Israel, the Jews, back to their homeland in obeisance to Christ. These things have been prophesied, and so will happen. Therefore, as we watch world events, let us consider this great purpose that God has for this people of Tarshish. It is to this end that they are unwittingly being prepared. This has been Matt Davies joining you. Stop by again next week, God willing, for another Bible in the News.